Welcome to The Wellness Connection with your hosts, Roddy Aglis and Peter McCarthy. Our program provides you with timely and relevant information on the state of your health and the topics surrounding it, such as natural remedies, green living, expert opinions, important facts, and more to contribute to your healthy lifestyle. Now, here are Peter McCarthy and Roddy Aglis. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Connection. I'm your co-host, Rodia Gleese. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. On this episode of the Wellness Connection, we'll be interviewing physician, psychiatrist, and New York Times best-selling author, Dr. Hyla Cass, MD, who has some new insights into the application of one of the most popular natural health products today. And later in the show, naturopath and health freedom advocate Kirk Bashaw will share how monopolistic licensing laws limit consumers' health care choices and what can be done about it. And as usual, we'll cover the supplement of the week, the burning question, and this week's drug-induced nutrient depletion report. But first, Radia, you've got some important news for anyone dealing with osteoarthritis. Yes, I do, Peter. You know, this is interesting. A study has found that Knee osteoarthritis has more than doubled in prevalence since the mid-20th century after occurring at a low frequency since prehistoric time. Uh, Writing online in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, a team of researchers from Harvard University and other centers concluded that rising levels in knee osteoarthritis, often considered an inevitable consequence of living longer, Maybe the result of modifiable risk factors, such as high body mass index, uh, that have become more common in recent years. Uh, The researchers studied cadaver-derived skeletal remains to investigate long-term trends in knee osteoarthritis prevalence in the United States and evaluate the, the effects of longevity and BMI on disease levels by comparing the prevalence among persons who lived in the 19th to early 20th century with persons in the late 20th and early 21st centuries. The samples included complete skeleton of individuals age 50 and older who lived in major urban areas in the United States. The researchers also analyzed knee osteoarthritis in a large sample of archaeological skeletons of prehistoric Native American hunter-gatherers and early farmers. Among the key findings, the prevalence of knee osteoarthritis was 2.1-fold higher in the post-industrial samples than in the early industrial samples after the investigators controlled for age, BMI, and other variables. Age and BMI were positively associated with knee osteoarthritis prevalence, but at all ages, prevalence was at least twice as high in the post-industrial samples as in early industrial samples, even after control for BMI. The authors also named physical inactivity as a feature of modern environments that might merit more study. Well, we've talked about exercise on the show before and how important it is, uh, but at the same time, when you look at uh, the, the BMI correlation, that's pretty significant. And, and it makes per- perfect sense, mechanically speaking, if you put a greater load on a, jo- a movable joint, you're going to have more stress on it. And- right, exactly. And, of course, that those populations died a, a lot earlier than we are. Longevity is, you know. That's a very good point. Very good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, Peter, you have some good news for our listeners who enjoy pomegranate, don't you? Yes, I do, Rania. For years, scientists have been intrigued by pomegranate's potential anti-cancer benefits. Researchers are now discovering bioactive compounds in pomegranate can help thwart cancer at multiple stages of the development process. Animal studies have found that pomegranate extracts slow prostate tumor growth in the lab and in mice prone to prostate cancer. The extracts work by inhibiting cell proliferation, inducing apoptosis or cell death, reducing inflammation, and inhibiting new blood vessel formation. In the most dramatic of these studies, 100% of mice bred to be prone to prostate cancer developed tumors by 20 weeks compared to only 20 to 30% of those receiving pomegranate fruit extract. More importantly, the supplemented mice lived as much as 114% longer than the control animals. And promising human studies have shown important alterations in genes and other markers of colorectal cancers when people supplement with pomegranate extracts. Pomegranate extracts have demonstrated properties against lung cancers also. In particular, pomegranate extracts have anti-inflammatory properties. This is valuable in reducing cancer risk because of the tumor-promoting effects of chronic inflammation. In animal models of lung cancer, pomegranate extracts reduce the number of tumors by as much as 66% with unsupplemented animals. These beneficial effects are attributed to slowing cell replication and amplifying cell death by apoptosis. Finally, pomegranate extracts reduce production of specialized enzymes that cancer cells use to invade healthy cells. This property can help prevent cancer cells from spreading to other tissues, which lowers the deadliness of any cancer. So really interesting and promising research there. It's actually quite impressive, 66% compared. That, you know, I don't know if this this matters. I, I, eat, a, <laughs> I eat a pomegranate fig, fig bar every day for snacks <laughs> in my afternoon. Uh, somehow I feel better about it now. Um, <laughs> well, uh, maybe you should. <laughs> it's tasty. It remains to be seen. <laughs> uh-huh. And now I'm delighted to introduce our special guest today, Dr. Hyla Cass, MD. She's a physician, psychiatrist, and frequently quoted expert in the area of natural approaches to mental and physical health. She combines the best of leading-edge natural medicine with the modern science in her clinical practice and writings, lectures, and nationwide media appearances, including The Dr. Oz Show, The View, E! Entertainment, and The Huffington Post. She helps individuals withdraw from psychiatric medication and substances of abuse or to avoid medication altogether through the use of specific natural supplements. And she's created a unique, high-quality line of nutritional supplements and is the author of several popular books, including Supplement Your Prescription, Natural Highs, Eight Weeks to Vibrant Health, The Amazing Itty Bitty Guide to Cannabis, and The Addicted Brain and How to Break Free. A well-known international speaker, she lectures to the public as well, as her medical colleagues on these same topics. Dr. Hilo, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Hey, happy to be here. Hey, well, you know, you have such a reputation, and um, uh, doctor, a product that has taken the country by storm is CBD oil. Um, tell our listeners exactly what is CBD oil. 
CBD is cannabidiol, and it's derived from the cannabis plant, which is the same plant that we get marijuana from. So you can say it's, it's related to marijuana, but it's different in that the, the whole plant, the whole plant, whether it's sativa, indica, it doesn't really matter. The whole plant contains THC, CBD, and a host of other cannabinoids and terpenes. So there's a whole spectrum of, of good phytochemical ingredients. Uh, the issue has been that the plant has been bred in recent years for its THC content. People like to get high. So we have very high THC products and very little CBD, and we've actually run into problems. So what we're finding is that just CBD alone without the THC has many of the good features, the healing features that have been found in uh, the cannabis plant, but without some of the effects that you get from THC, mainly getting high. So you don't get high, you don't have um, THC showing up on a drug test, you have all the benefits of the plant, uh, except if you want to get high, then you know you go to the THC department. Um, but didn't the, know there was a THC department. <laughs> <laughs> called a dispensary. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, there's medical marijuana available in a lot of states. And in fact, in some states, such as California, where we actually have recreational marijuana available. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. And I'm, I want to make a distinction between the two of them. My interest and my use clinically has been purely in CBD. And in fact, the CBD that I use is 100% THC free. Because you can, by law, have up to 0.3% THC in your product. And it still counts as CBD and you don't have to go to a dispensary to get it. On the other hand, I don't want to have any, not even a trace because, you know, it accumulates, THC actually accumulates in the fat cells and you could conceivably get a positive drug test. And a lot of employers are still testing for THC and you don't want to be caught in that trap if you're using so, CBD therapeutically. So that, that really kind of begs the question. And, uh, you know, we have our customers ask, ask this question a lot. Can CBD oil make you high? No, it doesn't have a high effect, but what it does do, it affects you by making you more relaxed, so it's great at bedtime. Uh, and actually, for a lot of people, for most people, if you take it in the morning when you're already awake, it won't make you sleepy. It will actually make you more, uh, it makes it easier for you to focus. So you're, because sometimes it takes a little relaxation to help you to focus. So it is very individual. And that's the interesting thing about CBD. Like people ask me, what dose should I take? Um, is it the right thing for me? And the, the point is that it's extremely variable with the individual. And this is where personalized medicine comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, I should let you get a word in edgewise if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you, you know, for that. <laughs> you know, no, you're doing great. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> here in Texas, you know, people can buy CBD oil over the counter. But um, with, obviously, the regulations are different here than in California. 
And how do your customers buy it in California? And wh why would they want to buy the CBD if they can buy the real, you know, marijuana? Well, I would say why would they want the marijuana if they can get CBD? You can get CBD for all the therapeutic effects that we can discuss. And a lot of people don't want to get high. They want the benefits of CBD. You know, believe it or not, there are people who don't want to get high. But many people for whom THC is an uncomfortable experience. Mm -hmm. Not everyone feels that, quote, high in the same way. Again, very individual. Mm -hmm. So they want to be assured that they can have all the benefits of the plant without that high feeling, but they will get feel relaxed. It's a natural anti-anxiolytic, anti-anxiety product. It's actually also a natural antidepressant. Now, people are taking all these nasty drugs that are addictive, that give people kind of a, a chemical feeling. People call it like a chemical brain. They don't have their natural emotions. And, and the really nice thing about CBD, and I'm a psychiatrist, is that I can give it to patients and I know that it's going to regulate or modulate the neurotransmitters. So if they're low in serotonin, it'll raise serotonin. If they're low in dopamine, it'll raise dopamine. Or if it's GABA that they need, which is for relaxation, it'll enhance GABA. So it, it's, it's very much like a master modulator of your neurotransmitter system, which is just brilliant. So you have all of these amazing effects and you don't have to tell it what to do because it knows what to do. It's part of a natural system that exists in the body called the endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, you know, and we'll, we're going to talk a little more about that after the break, Dr. Hyla. Um, what is, uh, Rania touched on the point that uh, the, uh, here in Texas, people can buy CBD oil over the counter. What's the legal status of CBD oil in California, and what do you know of its status elsewhere? And, and also, where do you think it's going to go throughout the nation? Because there are different regulations per state. Have you got any oh, insight on that? It's crazy. <laughs> what, what's it? So is it's legal in most states. However, on the federal level, it's still lumped together with marijuana, where it says that it has no medical value and it's illegal, while at the same time, the government holds a patent on medical marijuana. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So it has it both ways. Right now, there's the uh, hemp farm bill that if that goes through, it will separate CBD from marijuana. So at least CBD will no longer be considered uh, an intoxicant and an illegal substance now, right now it is yeah yeah yes it's it's the federal farm federal bill. yes that's uh -huh. what she's referring to yeah mm -hmm. absolutely you know you brought up a good point um dr hyla about um people who are on anxiety uh medications antidepressants and we see so many of them that come into our respective pharmacies who uh want to get off of those, uh, what are some of the guidelines that you can use without getting into a whole lot of practitioner detail, but you know, what would you tell our listeners on what's the first step in being able to do that? Well, uh, it's quite safe to add in CBD. Now, let me, let me emphasize, I'm talk, not talking about isolated CBD or CBD isolate. I would highly recommend the full spectrum Full-spectrum CBD, even though it's called CBD, um, 
I actually call the product I use hemp oil extract because it contains, it's far more than CBD. It's CBD, CBN, CBG, uh, many other cannabinoids that we haven't even discovered yet, as well as the terpenes. And they work together synergistically. You know, in nature, things work like that. You know, you want to have a whole herb. So it's you're having the whole plant, which has its own positive effect. When you use the isolate, you have to go to very high doses. And that could lead to drug interaction you, because they're both broken down by what's called the P450 enzyme system in the liver. But when you're using the doses that you use in uh, with full spectrum, you're using maybe 50 to 100 milligrams. Uh, you may go up to 200 when you need it, but then you back down. Uh, you, you titrate based on your own response. Uh, there's very little... Um, chance of having a drug reaction. But think of it like grapefruit. You know, you, doctors t- will tell you don't take grapefruit with certain drugs. Mm-hmm. It's the same grapefruit um, juice or grapefruits. It's the same. It does the same thing. So it'll mm-hmm. change how your drug is metabolized. So th- this is something you can uh, you can either ask your doctor or even better just look it up online. There are resources to mm-hmm. see if your drug happens to interact with it. But you have to get up pretty high um, on the CBD isolate to cause an interference. Nice. So as, as what, what I do, I, I'm one of the few docs who actually help people get off of psychiatric medications. And I do that using, first of all, I use supplements as well. I use, um, I have a Calm product. I have a Focus product. I have a Brain Recovery AM PM product. I have a number of products that ha- help to restore neurotransmitters. Then I also put in the CBD, and the CBD, in a way, is telling those neurotransmitter precursors how to behave. So you're giving the instruments of the orchestra, and then you have CBD being the conductor. It's a very elegant system. That's a great analogy. That's wonderful. Uh, We'll be right back with more of our interview with Dr. Hyla Cass, MD, after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. Balance and good health, two essential building blocks for a full and rich life. But sometimes in our complex and stressful world, both can be lost, and you need to find a natural way to get them back. Enter CBD oil, a natural approach to restoring harmony to your body and your life. But not just any CBD oil. For natural results, you want to be sure the CBD oil you use is produced the right way. Wave Organics offers pure CBD oil from hemp raised naturally on farms in Colorado. The oil is extracted using supercritical CO2, which is free of toxic solvents. In fact, Wave controls every step in the process, offering quality control and natural approaches from seed to shelf. Visit waayb.com to learn more and use the code wellnessconnection for a 10% discount on your first order. Wave Organics, pure natural CBD. Listening to the Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Uh, 
and welcome back to the Wellness Connection and our continuing interview with our special guest, Dr. Hyla Cass, MD. Dr. Uh, Hyla, one of the questions that we get, you know, we get asked most frequently about CBD is about the science behind us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about that? There is a ton of science. Anytime I want to look up something, I find many, many references. Uh, because I do a lot of speaking on CBD. And when I'm speaking to medical audiences particularly, I need to have references. And I have more than more than I need. There's, as in 2017, there were already 9,000 studies on CBD. Uh, and I might add that most of them were done on isolate because research is still research. And when they do like double-blind placebo-controlled trials, when they do um, rodent studies, you know, rats and mice, they will generally use the isolate. So they end up using very high doses, and it's a little deceptive. You know, they say, oh, you can go up to 1,500 milligrams. Well, I would never go up to 1,500 milligrams of right. my products because yes. you, you don't have to. You know, you can use um, 25, 50, 100. You know, that's the range. Um, as I said, maybe 200 uh, during an acute phase. Uh, and it depends on where your endocannabinoid system is. And you'll feel it. You'll know, you'll know what you need. Um, and the, the research is so interesting. For example, I'll, I'll tell you one about social anxiety and giving speeches. One of the things that people are terrified of is giving a speech. It's, you know, being in front of an audience. It's terrifying. So they did a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, and it turned out that the people who were given, who had the real thing and had had social anxiety, sailed through their speech. They were fine. And these are people that had been terrified of speaking. Mm. They did just as well as people who were uh, accomplished speakers who did not have fear of speaking. Mm -hmm. so that, that's quite remarkable. Also in addiction, and in, in a way, getting people off meds is like getting people off substances of addiction. It stops mm -hmm. the cravings, and I get people off alcohol, um, cocaine, whatever it is that they're addicted to. It, it stops the cravings so people don't have to white-knuckle it. Mm -hmm. It's filling that empty place in their brain with neurotransmitters that they're actually seeking when they're looking for the substance, even sugar. You know, you take CBD, and it gives you what you're looking for. So you don't have to go after the bad stuff, which is unhealthy and addictive and self-destructive. Yeah, I've, I've read an interesting study recently that it even helps, ironically, marijuana addiction. Um, Very much so. Very much so. Many people, particularly with the very strong stuff that we have now, will experience paranoia, irritability, uh, they really kind of freak out. Mm -hmm. And this is difficult. Now, if they went to an ER, which sometimes they do, they're given medication, and that is so not the right approach. What I, what I do when I get one of these cases is I immediately give them CBD and just keep dosing CBD, and lo and behold, it neutralizes that THC reaction. It takes over at the um, receptor site, and displaces the THC and feels okay. You know, they don't need to be drugged. They don't need to have a, a chemical straitjacket. They just need to replace the THC with CBD. And they're feeling, and they're feeling good. And they're not needing to use THC anymore. 
So it's it's quite elegant. Mm -hmm. I have sort of a two-part question here. Um, I was reading uh, a study that was referring to a condition called uh, clinical endocannabinoid uh, deficiency syndrome, suggesting some people um, have a diminished capacity at the receptor site. One, that's part, my first part of my question. My second part is I do have some people who come in and say, I don't feel it. It doesn't do anything. Um, What's your thoughts on that? And is it that they simply aren't taking enough? um, Or is there such a thing as their receptor sites just are are not... uh, they don't uh, no, probably they're not taking enough. Also, it helps to have a target symptom. Uh, when I'm treating someone, I'll just actually have them sitting with me, and if they're having anxiety or pain, uh, whatever it is, I give them a dropper full while they're sitting there, and maybe 10 minutes later, another dropper full, and just keep talking. You know, we just keep with our interview, and then I ask them, okay, so how's your pain level? I, I check their pain level beforehand, their anxiety level beforehand. Okay, how's your anxiety level now in a scale of 1 to 10? How's your pain now on a scale of 1 to 10? Or their depression or whatever it is. And I'll watch them. I'll watch the anxiety melt away. I'll, I'll hear someone say, wow, the pain's gone. This is amazing. And it, it's really gratifying too. And then they determine what their dose is. So, and it's not placebo effect because we, we can do this in animals too, and there's ways of testing pain levels in animals. The other thing that's interesting in terms of having a low endocannabinoid system, they tested people who had been through 9-11, and some of them ended up with P- PTSD and some did not. And what they determined through measurements was that the people who did suffer from PTSD after 9-11 were those who had an underactive endocannabinoid system. So this is very important that when you have a properly working endocannabinoid system, you don't, it kind of um, PTSD proofs you. So, and, and not only that, it's very useful for treating PTSD. It actually helps the amygdala where this, these bad memories are stored. It actually helps the amygdala to release the fear and the anxiety related to the memory. So you don't lose the memory, you still have the memory, but you don't have that terrible, um, what used to be called shell shock, those terrible feelings related to the post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Dr. Hyla, you've mentioned the term the endocannabinoid network a number of times throughout the interview, and uh, I know there are some of our listeners who probably would like a little uh, more explanation of what that is, and we've had, we've had customers that you know, look at us with blank stares when we talk about that. Would you please give us some more on how that works? Well, we have endogenous, which means our body makes cannabinoids. The ones we've studied the most are anandamide and 2-AG, 2-arachidonyl glycerol, which is why we call it 2-AG. So, and they act on certain receptors, CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. The CB1 receptors are in the brain. The CBD, CB2 receptors are in the various organs and in the blood cells. So they all have different functions. The CB1 receptors act on, say, the hippocampus, which is the memory 
or recall center, the amygdala that I mentioned, which has to do with emotion and PTSD, the basal, basal ganglia, which is the motor part of the brain, cerebellum, nucleocumbens, which has to do with the reward system, and the frontal cortex, which has to do with being able to think clearly and have good judgment. So the CB1 receptors live on those places, and when you don't have enough uh, endocannabinoid activity there, you're going to have problems with memory, anxiety, depression, movement, and so on. And those can be restored by giving uh, good doses of CBD. Then in the periphery, uh, and in the, the immune system, the monocytes, the macrophages, the white cells, uh, the spleen, tonsils, um, the gut lining, all of these are part of the immune system. There are CBD recept- CB2 receptors. So if there is an issue of underactive immunity, if you give CBD, you're actually going to activate the immune system. You're going to improve its function. Mm-hmm. Um are there any side effects or warnings, drug interactions, or anything that our consumers need to be aware of? I think in high doses, as I mentioned earlier, that um, it's broken down by the P450 enzyme system. And if a drug is also broken down by that same P450 enzyme, then you could actually um, decrease the activity. They compete, and you could decrease the activity of the drug. So you don't want to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Other side effects, not really. It's quite safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get um, high or impaired, you know, like impaired driving that can happen with excessive THC use. It doesn't affect your heart rate or blood pressure or body temperature. Um, and you can tolerate quite a bit. So mm-hmm. it, and it really has a lot of positive benefits. It has side benefits rather than side effects. You may be taking it for anxiety and you notice your neck pain goes away. Um, mm-hmm. Schizophrenics, it's really very good for schizophrenia. And we know that the drugs are basically a chemical straitjacket, whereas this actually restores the endocannabinoid system in the brain and actually has a very positive effect on the symptoms of schizophrenia. Wow. Wow. Well, how can our listeners learn more about you and your activities? You can go to my website. It's cassmd.com, C-A-S-S-M-D.com. And I'll also leave you a link. I have an article that I wrote on CBD. It's a nice little review article, um, pretty easy to understand. And uh, that will be available through a link on your website. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Hyla, we know you have much more to share with us, uh, and we hope that you will uh, be a return guest on the Wellness Connection uh, in the future, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Dr. Hyla Cass, for joining us on the Wellness Connection. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and I'd be so happy to come back. Oh, wonderful. Well, we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. 
all of us go through menopause or andropause at some point in our life. The changes in our body make us feel depressed, less confident, and lethargic. Research shows that levels of testosterone drop 50% between the ages of 20 and 40 for females and almost 1% every year for males over the age of 40. Alpha Male X and Alpha Female contain a powerful blend of nine synergistic ingredients designed to help support healthy hormone metabolism in men and women. Additionally, the select ingredients in this formula have been proven clinically effective in supporting sexual health and energy, promoting healthy cortisol levels, and providing dopamine support. When it comes to hormones, one supplement does not fit all. So be sure and visit alphatherapeutics.us and fill out the questionnaire to get the dosing instructions that are right for you. Use the code WellnessConnection for a 15% discount on your first order. Let's connect, because together, we make our lives better. Listening to the Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Welcome back to the Wellness Connection. Uh, you know, Peter, I've got my brother on this formula, and he seems to like it a lot. Yeah, and I've got lots of male clients that come in all the time looking for this product because it works so well. I want to talk, though, a little bit about the women. Let's not leave them out. You know, we usually think of testosterone in males, uh, but women also need testosterone, especially when they reach menopause. Yeah, that's correct. And women also lose testosterone after menopause. And that's why she gains weight and loses muscle mass. And loses energy and sex drive. And even cognitive function. Yes, and because of the a marked difference in the total and free testosterone in both women and men, a slight increase in SHBG in a woman will decrease her free testosterone as well. And remember, the total may be normal, but the free may be very low. As a result, you know, physicians tend to say that because of the normal total testosterone, that the woman doesn't need treatment, but that's not true. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we know what that sounds means. It's time for our supplement of the week. And, Rania, what would that be? Well, some folks come into the store looking to buy an omega-369. And like the omega-3s, the omega-6 fats and omega-9 fats also provide health benefits, namely anti-inflammatory pro- uh, properties that enhance joint healing and may help prevent numerous diseases. Since proper ratio is important, I understand the reasoning for a 369 supplement. I mean, why not, right? The supplement uh, should be in in ratio, right? Well, not exactly, Roddy. As we both know, the truth is, unlike omega-3 and omega-6, the omega-9 fatty acids are not essential fats. And remember, as we mentioned in our previous discussion on EFAs, essential means our body can't make it. We must get it from our food. Omega-9 fats are not essential and readily found in olive oil and other vegetable oils. So if you include olive oil in your diet, which you should, you're likely getting adequate amounts of omega-9 fats. Now, of course, 
you know, Peter, in some cases, some children, for example, may not be getting enough balanced fats in their diet. And under those circumstances, a parent may want to consider using a 369 formula. But it should be a prudent decision because supplementing with omega-6 fats, even in a 369, may only further reinforce a bad ratio. That's right. After all, omega-369 supplements generally have only 10 to 20% of the amount of omega-3 fats as omega-3 fish oil supplements. You know, the major thing wrong with um, people's omega fat ratio is too much omega-6 and too little fish oil derived from omega-3s, which we see a lot in especially processed food. That's right. Omega-6 fatty acids are found in nuts, seeds, and vegetable oils, such as soybeans, safflower, sunflower, or corn oils, which are widely used in the food industry. According to research, uh, humans should aim to consume no more than four times more omega-6 than omega-3s, a ratio of one-to-one or four-to-one of omega-6s to omega-3s. Yeah, and in addition, excess omega-6 intake has been linked to various negative health effects, including increased inflammation and LDL or bad cholesterol. My advice is to skip the omega-9 supplement and focus on supplementing with omega-3 fish oils. Yeah, I agree. And don't forget regular use of olive oil for cooking and in salad dressings. If you do this, you'll get a proper ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fats and still take in adequate amounts of omega-9s. Plus, you'll get all the benefits that come from these fats. But, you know, if you've got children, like I said, or if you still think that you're not getting a balanced ratio from your diet, such as you're not eating salad with salad dressings or nuts and seeds or other sources, then I go back to uh, Barlene's total omega-369. It's, you know, great. It's the same as what we've talked about before, the omega swirl. And it's it's very, very good because it's emulsified, so it's more bioavailable. Right on. And now it's time for the burning question where we answer those important health questions that you, the listeners, send in to us. It's important to note that any diagnosis of disease can only be provided by your medical doctor or other licensed healthcare professional. None of the information we present is intended for the diagnosis or treatment of disease. So Marvin from Lakeway says, I keep hearing about this term liposomal vitamins, and he wants to know the difference. Well, Marvin, liposomal vitamins are actually a fairly new type of processing nutrients in a liposomal delivery system. Bioavailability is the degree to which nutrients are available for absorption and utilization in the body. Nobody absorbs 100% of all nutrients consumed due to bioavailability issues. Well, so liposomal absorption is quite different from intestinal absorption. Traditional powdered nutrients are just absorbed into the blood, not enhanced uptake inside the cell, like liposomes. In other words, liposomes predominantly get taken up in the lymphatic system in the gut, not the portal circulation. The uniqueness of liposomal vitamins is in it's, it's in a liposomal form. Liposomes are bilayer or double-layer liquid-filled bubbles made from phospholipids, a sort of fat. Yeah, so... Researchers discovered that these spheres, um, these lipid spheres, could be uh, filled 
with nutrients and used to protect and deliver these agents into the body and even into specific cells. That's right. The cell membranes that surround each of the cells in the human body have nearly identical bilayer structure. The liposome attaches itself to the phospholipid on your cell and delivers the nutrient directly into the cell. Since liposomes can help the nutrient gain entry across your gut membrane to its target organs and cells, more liposomes could lead to an increased rate of absorption. Well, Peter, you know I hate steak pills. <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> so I make a tonic in the morning with liposomal B12 and methylfolate, curcumin resveratrol, CoQ10, vitamin C, and liposomal vitamin mineral. They're all, all of these are liposomal formulas, so they're all liquid. And liposomal nutrients are always better taken with a fat. So I mix all of those nutrients with a tablespoon full of my Varlene's Omega Swirl, which I love if you've never tasted it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, in about a half a cup of orange juice and a half a cup of water, I shake it up, and I'm good for the day. Well, there you go. And yeah, I agree that uh, Barlene's Omega Swirl is just it's delicious. So good, it? It's like, oh, yeah, their, their key lime is like eating a piece of pie. I know. <laughs> well, I hope that clears that up, Marvin. You can submit your own burning question by sending it to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Tune in every week to hear if your question is being answered on the air. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. Balance and good health, two essential building blocks for a full and rich life. But sometimes in our complex and stressful world, both can be lost. And you need to find a natural way to get them back. Enter CBD oil, a natural approach to restoring harmony to your body and your life. But not just any CBD oil. For natural results, you want to be sure the CBD oil you use is produced the right way. Wave Organics offers pure CBD oil from hemp raised naturally on farms in Colorado. The oil is extracted using supercritical CO2, which is free of toxic solvents. In fact, Wave controls every step in the process, offering quality control and natural approaches from seed to shelf. Visit waayb.com to learn more and use the code wellnessconnection for a 10% discount on your first order. Wave Organics, pure natural CBD. You're listening to the Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection, A-H-I, at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. And now it's time for our drug-induced nutrient depletion section. And what is our drug this week, Radia? This week, it's anticonvulsants, such as Topamax or Lamectal. And the nutrients these drugs deplete are calcium, magnesium, vitamin D3, Vitamin K2, B6, B12, uh, and folic acid. Wow, what a list, huh? Mm -hmm. Symptoms of calcium deficiency are decrease in formation of bone and teeth, blood clotting, central membrane permeability, neuromuscular activity, heart rhythm, nerve tranquilization, nerve transmission, muscle growth, and contraction. 
And of course, symptoms of magnesium deficiency are weakness, confusion. We've talked so much about magnesium. There's 300 different functions. Yes. But muscle tremors and lack of coordination and tetany. Um, this is muscle twitches, twitches, especially in the face and eye. Have you ever noticed you might get a little twitch in your eyelid or something? That is a magne- uh, magnesium deficiency. And also magnesium deficiencies are lesions in the small arteries or even a mitocardial necrosis. Wow, that's serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Symptoms of vitamin D deficiency are osteomalacia, celiac disease, a burning sensation in mouth and throat, diarrhea, insomnia, nervousness, and poor metabolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> and vitamin D goes very, very hand-in-hand with vitamin K. Specifically, you want a D3 and a K2. And vitamin K makes the proteins that allow blood to clot, but it also makes the proteins that control calcium, and it works synergistically with vitamin D. Yes, it does. And symptoms of vitamin B6 deficiency are acne, anemia, ADD, degeneration of the peripheral nerves, depression, hair loss, irritability, learning disabilities, weakness, and poor metabolism of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And symptoms, of course, of the B12 are one anemia is called pernicious anemia. Another is megablastic anemia. Um, but also you can, you can kind of tell you might be uh, a B12 deficient if you've got a swollen tongue, uh, regeneration of the spinal cord, loss of appetite. Uh, GI disturbances, fatigue, pallor, it is uh, an anemia just like iron, Uh, dizziness, disorientation, numbness and tingling, Um, also ataxia, which is a lack of coordination, sort of a stumbling, Uh, moodiness, confusion, agitation, and dimmed vision. And symptoms of folic acid deficiency, certainly last but not least, are anemia, irritability, weakness, weight loss, apathy, anorexia, sore tongue, headache, palpitations, forgetfulness, hostility, paranoid behavior, GI disturbance, and diarrhea. Wow, what a list, huh? All of these things, I mean, it's interesting when we do have these uh, possible symptoms, any of them, they may be, uh, you're not necessarily Prozac deficient, but you might be (laughs) folic acid deficient. So when you fill your prescription, be sure to talk to your pharmacist or wellness consultant to get the nutrients you need to prevent these depletions. And now it's time for our health freedom segment. Joining us today is our friend and fellow advocate, Kirk Bashaw. Kirk has been involved in the natural health field for most of his life, growing up in a household with an RN for a mother and a doctor of naturopathy as a father. Kirk calls Fairport, New York home, but travels often to work in the Richmond, Virginia office his parents opened some 30 years ago. He has been working in the field both as a practitioner and an advocate for health freedom rights for almost two decades. Kirk has a BS from Nazareth College and obtained his natural health education from Trinity School of Natural Health, completing both their traditional naturopathy and nutritional counseling programs. Kirk is also a voice biosound therapist. He's a senior national manager with Nature Sunshine Products and is the standing president of the Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation. Um, 
the Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation is a national nonprofit organization devoted to the promotion of access to all healthcare information, services, treatment options, and products that people deem beneficial for their own health and survival, including, without limitation, the promotion of an understanding of the laws and factors impacting the rights to access alternative health care. Kirk, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Kirk, you know, one of the key parts of your organization's mission over the years, and we've worked with the Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation in this capacity here in Texas, has been the protection of unlicensed practitioners from monopolistic licensing bills, such as those pushed by the registered dietitians. Tell us, if you would, how does such legislation affect unlicensed practitioners? Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. With the office that my, we don't uh, have the office in Virginia any longer, but with the 35 years that they were down there, we had fought a licensing bill from dietitians in the Virginia area for probably 30 years in a row. And if the dietitians got licensed, our office in Virginia, which was also a retail center for selling the supplements from Nature Sunshine, uh, you would be able to come into our office and buy a product, but no one in that office could tell you what that product was for, and we could not dispense any nutritional information because none of us were licensed dietitians. Hmm. So, so if the licensor went through, you could be arrested for practicing medicine without a license for dispensing any nutritional information whatsoever unless you had a licensed dietitian on staff. Yeah, we uh, we certainly are familiar with that, Radia, aren't we? <laughs> we, have, we have fought the diet the Texas Dietitians Association since the nineties. And and Kirk, uh, you know when when uh, we took a look at your uh, at the website of the Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation, you made mention of something very important that has happened, and perhaps you can share this with our listeners. And that is that in Michigan recently they rescinded the Dietetics Practice Act. Tell us more about that, if you would, please, and what, what role Sunshine Health Freedom played in that. Well, it's a, with each state, we've got legislation in 10 states right now. Uh, with, with Michigan, they were, they were actually working again in Michigan to get better legislation passed, but they were trying to rescind the language in the bill that was already there um, and it's not only dietitians, but the naturopathic physicians' bills. The language takes language out of the public domain, such as naturopath, naturopathy, naturopathic. And if any one of us practitioners were to use that language, we could be arrested for practicing medicine without a license. Um, so what we did was fight to keep that language back in the bill. They were trying to amend it and take our language out that we had had in there for quite a period of time. Mm, wow. wow. And, and you were successful. Uh, we were successful. They did that just recently. Last year, they did that again in California. California has a very good piece of les legislation in, pay in place. Um, the only restriction that the non-licensed practitioners have is we cannot call ourselves doctor. I, I have a little certificate from Trinity School of Natural Health that says I'm a doctor of naturopathy, 
I do not call myself a doctor because I give that credit to the medical field. I do call myself a traditional naturopath. And that is the language that we fight to keep in the public domain. I'm a naturopath by definition. I am not a doctor. So how is that going in keeping that uh, in the other states? How, for example, you know, taking our discussion a step further, how does such laws affect the healthcare consumer? Well, see, what it is for the consumer, we're trying to, we're working on a bill right now. As a matter of fact, I just uh, had a conversation this afternoon with a lobbyist firm in the state of Wisconsin. And we've had to kind of change course for them to make the, um, the senators understand. We're trying to do it instead of trying to protect the unlicensed practitioners. We're trying to push it more as we're giving the freedom of choice to the actual consumer out there as to what they want for their health care. And proving to them that we're not dangerous, we're just offering them suggestions to natural health instead of having to go through a licensed practitioner or a doctor. So that's they're changing the changing way we're fighting on the battlefield right now to try and make it easier for them to understand that we're not doing any harm and we don't need to be licensed. Well, we certainly do appreciate uh, everything that you and uh, your colleagues at Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation have done in California and elsewhere. Uh, what are some of the other things you're doing across the, uh, across the country that would be of interest to our listeners? Well, it's, we're, we're fighting the battles in a different manner lately. Since I took over as president uh, about six years ago, we used to leave it up to the grassroots organization, which is nice to have constituents show up. But I, I, everything is money-based, and you need a lobbyist nowadays. The state of Nevada proved that. One of our, uh, who's no longer with us, Jim Jenks, who was the vice president of this, organiza- this organization and a founder for years, had fought in Nevada for, I think, eight years to try and get legislation passed. And once we hired a lobbyist in the state of Nevada, she had the relationships on both sides of the fence, both Republican and Democrat, which we got almost 100% approval on the legislation once she got involved. So it's what we're trying to do is to make this legislation nationwide, and our only holdback right now is funding. Unfortunately, Nature Sunshine is probably one of the only companies out there doing this. And Diane Miller will, will attest to that. Diane Miller works for an NHFC and NHFA, which are Natural Health Freedom Coalition and Natural Health Freedom Action. Uh, our organization pretty much supports Diane Miller doing what she does. She's an attorney for health freedom. And if it wasn't for us, Diane Miller would not be there and this fight would be over. So yeah. we, we've reached out to many of the other supplement companies and it just seems they think it's all taken care of and they don't have anything to worry about. So we're fighting this uh, on our own. I have a little help from a good friend of mine that owns Good Herbs. Uh, they have a lot larger customer base. But other than that, it's it's a one tiny organization taking on a huge battle with the, the rest of the nation. Well, how can our listeners uh, learn more about your organization and maybe learn of how they can join in the fight. 
Well, they could go to sunshinehealthfreedom.org or the sunshinehealthfreedomfoundation.org or either of those two organizations, the Natural Health Freedom um, Action or National Health Freedom Coalition. And Diane Miller has everything laid out there as to health freedoms and contact information, as as does our website to contact any of us uh, on the board of directors to get involved with health freedom in any one of the states out there. Yeah, it's so important. So important. Well, thank you for all of the work that you do, Kirk. We have to wrap this segment up, but we hope you'll return as our guest uh, soon. I want to well, thank you. Yes, I want to thank you, Kurt Bashaw, for joining us today on the Wellness Connection. Thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank Be you. Sure to, uh, you're Be sure to tune in next week. And, of course, be sure to submit your burning question. The next one we answer may be yours. I'm your co-host, Roddy Iglese. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. So long for now from the Wellness Connection, brought to you by Wabe and Alpha Therapeutics. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Wellness Connection with Roddy Iglese and Peter McCarthy. Be sure to join us for another episode next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.